Hello, today is Monday, March 14th. This is Pastor Caleb, and you are listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily Bible reading and reflection on God's Word throughout the week as we seek to have a simple and steady diet of devotion together. Looking forward when we gather together as a church on Sunday. Well, we are completing our uh, journey through the book of Leviticus. This coming Sunday is going to be our last sermon in Leviticus. We will be covering the last two chapters of Leviticus. And uh, so this week, we're going to be looking at uh, every aspect of those last two chapters. And in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus has been, been seeking to answer a question that the book of Exodus left us with. The book of Exodus was all about God saving His people out of Egypt by His grace, being true to His promises of grace that He had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that He would continue to be their God and that he would give them a land and a people and a blessing. And he told even Abraham himself that they would spend 430 years in a foreign land and then he would rescue them out and bring them back into the promised land. And God did just that. Uh, he saved them from enslavement. He saved them, he saved them from the judgment of the Red Sea. And he brought them to, uh, was bringing them to a promised land. Uh, But before they got to the Promised Land, they got to Mount Sinai, and Mount Sinai, God uh, reestablished His covenant with the people and gave them a law. And He dwelt with them on Mount Sinai. And and it was at Mount Sinai, we know that the Ten Commandments were given, but it was also at Mount Sinai that the book of Leviticus as a whole was given. So uh, you have the Ten Commandments, which is the foundation of the law, and then you have... Leviticus, which really play, teases out the ceremonial aspect of the law. Um, but Mount Sinai, their time at Mount Sinai, um, spans over both Exodus and Leviticus. And so at the end of Exodus, they're at Mount Sinai. They've been given the Ten Commandments, and, and they've been given the instruction to build the tabernacle and and uh, the priesthood and, and the sacrifices and Um, But the problem with that is that when you get to the end of Exodus, they've constructed it, but no one can go into it. No one can go into the Holy of Holies. No one can dwell with God like uh, like Adam and Eve did in Eden, which is what the reestablishment of the tabernacle was all about. And so Exodus leaves with a question, how can someone enter into the presence of God once again like they did in Eden after it had been lost? that capability had been lost. And so the book of Leviticus is really meant to answer that question. The book of Leviticus answers the question with blood sacrifice, atonement, sacrifice for sins. That that taking away, the substitute for sins, is how someone can enter into the presence of God once again. And so the book of Leviticus is all about the duties, the office of the priest, the duties of the priest, the sacrificial system, um, the the commands of uh, of purity and um, uh, laws of morality, and and all of it is is how can we rightly sacrifice for sins, and how can we rightly live in light of those sacrifices in a way in which we uh, are in harmony with the God who dwells among us in the tabernacle. And that's what the book's all been all about. And all of this is kind of um, a forerunner to 
God building a permanent dwelling, a temple, in a permanent land, in the promised land that he's leading them into. And that's really what the last two chapters of Leviticus is all about. And God is saying, look, uh, I've given you the priesthood, I've given you the sacrificial system, I've given you my presence, uh, and I've given you commands. Now, if you will, by faith, keep these commands then you will be able to enter into the promised land, keep the land, and I will continue to dwell among you. And, and he goes on to say, I will, I will open the wombs of your wives and bless you with children. Uh, I will open your harvest fields and bless you with food. I will bless you with peace to where invaders will not be able to, to take, uh, take you know, control of your land or come at you successfully in battle um, you will be my people and I will bless you if you will keep all these commands by faith and then he says but if you don't then he outlines just horrible things that are going to happen and this this really becomes as you read in the storyline of the Old Testament it becomes more of a prophecy uh, itself rather than just a, a warning because all of the horrible things all, all of the great things come true when they're faithful, when Israel is faithful and things are going well, God blesses them. But ultimately, all the horrible things come true. Babylon comes, destroys the temple, sieges the city of Jerusalem, and, and even horrible things such as cannibalism begins to happen, which God even warns about here in Leviticus, uh, in the last two chapters of Leviticus, that, that would happen if they did not obey him and keep his commands. But today we're going to look at just two verses real quick because these two verses are the basis for God's covenant with them. So God's established his covenant and he's given them promises of blessings if they keep it and warnings of judgment if they don't. But what was the basis of the covenant? And it's, it's in the uh, ver- verses 11 through 13 in Leviticus 26. So he's given them the blessings and then sandwiched between the blessings and the potential curses are these three verses, which is really the foundation of the covenant. And that he says in Leviticus 26, verse 11, I will make my dwelling among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. That's, that's if they keep the blessing, the covenant. Um, he says, and I will walk among you and will be your God, and you shall be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves and I have broken the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect so in other words God is reminding them he's saying look I'm giving you this charge obey me don't disobey me there's blessings to be had for obedience and curses for disobedience and remember remember what I've done for you gratitude and grace here this is not a legalistic law The Pharisees were wrong for making it a legalistic law. It's not a legalistic law. It's a law to be received by faith, by grace through faith, just like the new one is. Um, But but it foreshadowed the new. But it's still by grace through faith. And, And God is reminding them of that. That, look, you did not save yourselves from Egypt. You did not make this covenant by yourself. You did not, I did not become your God by your own good works. I became your God, your rescuer, your redeemer, your savior by my grace to you. Now you receive the covenant that I'm making with you by faith. And if you receive it by faith, 
then you will do the things that I command you to do in faith. You will not work on the seventh year in faith, um, knowing that I will provide for you that year. You will give of, of your first fruits. You will give of your best bulls for sacrifice. You will give of your tithes and offerings, and you will steward your calendar and give me a great portion of it, um, having faith in the covenant. And so it's, it's grounded upon, God is grounding upon His covenant upon grace. And, and so the response, the obedient response, should be given not out of heart of legalism, but out of heart of gratitude, of thankfulness. So not wanting more, being content with what God has given, being thankful for God's rescue, and having a heart of gratitude, having a heart of thankfulness that He is the God who brought them out of the land of Egypt. And, and that foreshadows the new covenant, which we have. Our, our obedience and relationship with God is not founded upon works or legalism. It's founded upon the grace that is in Jesus Christ, and we are to receive that grace by faith. And receiving it by faith, we are to live a life of obedience to Him, out of not out of legalism, but out of thankfulness, gratitude of what He has done for us on the cross of Jesus Christ. And there are blessings when we do, and there are curses when we don't, just like in the old. And so as we read the blessings and curses over the next couple days, I just want to remind you uh, that the covenant of Israel in the Old Testament was founded upon grace through faith, and our covenant through Jesus Christ is founded upon grace through faith. And let us be thankful that God did not come to us and say, hey guys, if you'll be good, I'll make a covenant with you. Uh, let us be thankful that God made a covenant with us by His grace, and now He calls us simply to receive it by faith and to walk in it. It is my prayer today that we would do so. This has been Pastor Caleb, and you've been listening to Simple Rhythms. Hello, today is Monday, March 14th. This is Pastor Caleb, and you are listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily Bible reading and reflection on God's Word throughout the week as we seek to have a simple and steady diet of devotion together. Looking forward when we gather together as a church on Sunday. Well, we are completing our uh, journey through the book of Leviticus. This coming Sunday is going to be our last sermon in Leviticus. We will be covering the last two chapters of Leviticus. And uh, so this week, we're going to be looking at uh, every aspect of those last two chapters. And in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus has been, been seeking to answer a question that the book of Exodus left us with. The book of Exodus was all about God saving His people out of Egypt by His grace, being true to His promises of grace that He had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that He would continue to be their God and that he would give them a land and a people and a blessing. And he told even Abraham himself that they would spend 430 years in a foreign land and then he would rescue them out and bring them back into the promised land. And God did just that. Uh, he saved them from enslavement. He saved them, he saved them from the judgment of the Red Sea. And he brought them to, uh, was bringing them to a promised land. Uh, but before they got to the Promised Land, they got to Mount Sinai, and Mount Sinai, God uh, reestablished His covenant. 
with the people and gave them a law. And he dwelt with them on Mount Sinai. And, um, and it was at Mount Sinai, we know that the Ten Commandments were given, but it was also at Mount Sinai that the book of Leviticus as a whole was given. So uh, you have the Ten Commandments, which is the foundation of the law, and then you have Leviticus, which really play, teases out the ceremonial aspect of the law. Um, but Mount Sinai, their time at Mount Sinai, um, spans over both Exodus and Leviticus. And so at the end of Exodus, they're at Mount Sinai. They've been given the Ten Commandments, and, and they've been given the instruction to build the tabernacle and, and uh, the priesthood and, and the sacrifices. And, um, but the problem with that is that when you get to the end of Exodus, they've constructed it, but no one can go into it. No one can go into the Holy of Holies. No one can dwell with God like, uh, like Adam and Eve did in Eden which is what the reestablishment of the tabernacle was all about. And so it left, Exodus leaves with a question. How can someone enter into the presence of God once again, like they did in Eden after it had been lost, that capability had been lost? And so the book of Leviticus is really meant to answer that question. The book of Leviticus answers the question with blood sacrifice, atonement, sacrifice for sins, that that taking away the substitute for sins is how someone can enter into the presence of God once again. And so the book of Leviticus is all about the duties, the office of the priest, the duties of the priest, the sacrificial system, um, the the commands of uh, of purity and um, laws of morality, and and all of it is is how can we rightly sacrifice for sins and how can we rightly live in light of those sacrifices in a way in which we uh, are in harmony with the God who dwells among us in the tabernacle. And that's what the book's all been all about. And all of this is kind of um, a, a forerunner to uh, God building a permanent dwelling, a temple in a permanent land, in the promised land that he's leading them into. And that's really what the last two chapters of Leviticus is all about. And God is saying, look, uh, I've given you the priesthood, I've given you the sacrificial system, I've given you my presence, uh, and I've given you commands. Now, if you will, by faith, keep these commands, then you will be able to enter into the promised land, keep the land, and I will continue to dwell among you. And, And he goes on to say, I will... I will open the wombs of your wives and bless you with children. Uh, I will open your harvest fields and bless you with food. I will bless you with peace to where invaders will not be able to, to take, uh, take you know, control of your land or come at you successfully in battle. Um, you will be my people and I will bless you if you will keep all these commands by faith. And then he says, but if you don't, then he outlines just horrible things that are going to happen. And this this really becomes, as you read in the storyline of the Old Testament, it becomes more of a prophecy uh, itself rather than just a, a warning. Because all of the horrible things, all, all of the great things come true. When they're faithful, when Israel is faithful and things are going well, God blesses them. But ultimately all the horrible things come true. Babylon comes, destroys the temple, sieges the city of Jerusalem, 
and, and even horrible things such as cannibalism begins to happen, which God even warns about here in Leviticus, uh, in the last two chapters of Leviticus, that, that would happen if they did not obey him and keep his commands. But today we're going to look at just two verses real quick because these two verses are the basis for God's covenant with them. So God's established his covenant and he's given them promises of blessings if they keep it and warnings of judgment if they don't. But what was the basis of the covenant? And it's, it's in the uh, ver- verses 11 through 13 in Leviticus 26. So he's given them the blessings, and then sandwiched between the blessings and the potential curses are these three verses, which is really the foundation of the covenant. And that he says in Leviticus 26, verse 11, I will make my dwelling among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. That's, that's if they keep the blessing, the covenant. Um, he says, and I will walk among you and will be your God, and you shall be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves. And I have broken the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect. So in other words, God is reminding them. He's saying, look, I'm giving you this charge. Obey me. Don't disobey me. There's blessings to be had for obedience and curses for disobedience. And remember, remember what I've done for you. Gratitude and grace here. This is not a legalistic law. The Pharisees were wrong for making it a legalistic law. It's not a legalistic law. It's a law to be received by faith, by grace through faith, just like the new one is. Um, but but it foreshadowed the new. But it's still by grace through faith. And, and God is reminding them of that. That look, you did not save yourselves from Egypt. You did not make this covenant by yourself. You did not, I did not become your God by your own good works. I became your God, your rescuer, your redeemer, your savior by my grace to you. Now you receive the covenant that I'm making with you by faith. And if you receive it by faith, then you will do the things that I command you to do in faith. You will not work on the seventh year in faith, um, knowing that I will provide for you that year. You will give of, of your first fruits. You will give of your best bulls for sacrifice. You will give of your tithes and offerings, and you will steward your calendar and give me a great portion of it, um, having faith in the covenant. And so it's, it's grounded upon, God is grounding upon His covenant upon grace. And, and so the response, the obedient response, should be given not out of heart of legalism, but out of heart of gratitude, of thankfulness. So not wanting more, being content with what God has given, being thankful for God's rescue, and having a heart of gratitude, having a heart of thankfulness that He is the God who brought them out of the land of Egypt. And and that foreshadows the new covenant, which we have. Our, Our obedience and relationship with God is not founded upon works or legalism. It's founded upon the grace that is in Jesus Christ, and we are to receive that grace by faith. And receiving it by faith, we are to live a life of obedience to Him, out of not out of legalism, but out of thankfulness, gratitude of what He has done for us on the cross of Jesus Christ. And there are blessings when we do, and there are curses when we don't, just like in the old. 
And so as we read the blessings and curses over the next couple days, I just want to remind you uh, that the covenant of Israel in the Old Testament was founded upon grace through faith, and our covenant through Jesus Christ is founded upon grace through faith. And let us be thankful that God did not come to us and say, hey guys, if you'll be good, I'll make a covenant with you. Uh, Let us be thankful that God made a covenant with us by His grace, and now He calls us simply to receive it by faith and to walk in it. It is my prayer today that we would do so. This has been Pastor Caleb, and you've been listening to Simple Rhythms.